Welcome to the Echo Cast. I am Bond, and this is a podcast talking about all of the news, reviews, and speculation around video games on all platforms and almost every genre. This week, we will be talking about Starfield getting delayed, The Division 2's new big update, a name for the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sequel, some Ubisoft game news. Mass Effect stuff, Apex Legends, and Dead Space. A few things before we get into that news. If you are listening, please subscribe on your podcast provider of choice. And if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, please rate the podcast now. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel, like this video, and hit the bell icon in order to be notified of future podcasts and the other videos that I post. Last but not least, please join the Discord to chat about the podcast, gaming news, and anything else you like by clicking on the link in the description of the podcast or the video. Gaming news. We'll start off with Starfield. So Starfield and Redfall have been delayed to early 2023 whatever that means so um this redfall is not surprising um i remember when they announced that last year i remember them saying like yeah this game that we've never talked about before is coming out in a year and i remember being like yeah it's not gonna happen i i do think it's some kind of like live servicey multiplayer game so those can come together quickly but covid has changed everything so that's not surprising i think starfield is because they they were sure about that date and um you know you can read some articles about rumors that as of last year uh, the developers were saying that it was they were afraid of being another cyberpunk and stuff like that um <clears throat> the reporting on that comes from i i believe not 100 percent unbiased re, uh, sources and stuff so you know there may have been other things said too that made it not seem so bad but who knows um i mean it's it's still things still aren't the same you know as 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 normal as many parts of life probably seem uh, to lots of people um things it's gonna take a couple years to recover um and that's assuming things don't get bad again with covid or world situations and stuff like that so um it's it's not crazy it's not super like unbelievable that this has happened but it's a huge bummer um as for the actual release i I wouldn't be surprised if redfall doesn't come until like winter of 2023 i i I think that game i I don't know i I don't i don't we don't know we literally know nothing about it we don't know much about starfield we know even less about redfall so starfield i think they'll try to get out quick i would say february april at the latest um 
and and that's just when it's going to come and what that means for xbox is that that they may not have a large release in 2022 um, in the long run that doesn't really matter um, i still think their actual hardware sales will continue to do well i could see this hurt game pass though um, it could stagnate it could lose it, that would surprise me um, i have it but i use it like every month to at least try something new so it would surprise me if they are are, are, are hurt a lot by this but um it's definitely not going to help um there, there is still um some thoughts that uh forza 8 may still come um i don't think that's going to have the mass appeal that horizon did um horizon's just a fun game uh forza 8 is like a simulator they may try to do some stuff in it to make it feel a little more approachable. I still just don't think it's, it, it, it'll, it'll be big, but it's not going to be like horizon big, um, which is interesting to think about in hindsight. Um, but yeah, so we're going to have to see what happens there. Um, it, it's a bummer. You know, I, I was really looking forward to Starfield. Um, I, like Starfield was in my head, like Starfield was going to help me wait for Mass Effect, which is probably the next one isn't probably coming for three or four years. Right. And so I was it was fun looking forward to Starfield because like I'll, I'll, I'll play around with that for six months or a year and then I'll be six months or a year closer, you know, to, to Mass Effect or, or whatever. And, and that's still true, but it's it's going to be a bummer waiting three or four or five months for it. So. Um, and what does that mean for the Xbox game showcase? We, we don't know. Um, I think they will still show Redfall and Starfield if they plan to do that anyways. Um, it may not be as in-depth. They may be making some cuts. Um, but I, I think it'll be fine. It does make me wonder what like the big announcements may be at, at the showcase because... I think on the lesson of Starfield and other games, I certainly hope they don't like announce a bunch of games that aren't coming out for three or four years because that's what they've done with Starfield and it's bitten them in the butt. They need to stop that. Um, I think we will see some kind of announcement about this Xbox stick, like a Roku device, an HDMI stick you pop into your, um, TV and you can use it just like a like a streaming device basically for Xbox for Game Pass. Um, supposedly, they've partnered with uh, Samsung uh, with this as well, where that they'll basically have an internal uh, little thing like that. So, which is cool. Um, I think Microsoft is definitely like they don't really care how you play their games; they just want you to be on their service. And, uh, and so I think those will be big announcements, but I mean, Starfield is what people were looking forward to. And even if they show it, the sting of knowing it's not going to be playable, um, you know, when it was supposed to be, I think is going to take away from that hype a little bit. But, you know, we'll uh, we'll see. So poor Starfield. Uh, the Division 2 title update 15. So the Division 2 has gotten its first big update 
really in two years, essentially. Um, I guess you could argue that the seasons counted as content, but I wouldn't. So, um, and at the end of the day, all they've released is more seasons. Um, and there is a new mode countdown, which we'll get to, but, uh, first I'll talk about the new manhunt. So, um, at least for this first initial part of the manhunt, they've introduced, um, a, a fairly, you know, a, a pretty legitimate cinematic, um, a bunch of new lore, uh, some new storylines and expansions on other stuff. And it seems like they're trying to move the story forward. So that's cool. Um, I'm a fan of that. Um, with the new mode, it's interesting. So the new mode is called countdown. Um, it's essentially a, it's a 15 minute timed mode where you have two teams of four. Each of those teams has like a sub objective. You load in and you sprint to your sub objective. And then there's a joint objective that once you both knock out your subs, you hit this main objective. And once you do that, you try to extract. You have 15 minutes to do it. And I think once you do, once you get to the extract part, it just knocks it, it's four minutes. So even if you get down to like one minute, it still will give you four minutes to extract. Um, and then the extraction is complicated by a ton of hunters and a bunch of black tusk. So the pros of it, I think are that the, um, it's challenging, at least to me, I've, I've mostly been playing, um, well, I have, I've been only been playing matchmaking and you know, that's hit or miss, um, it's it's fun it drops a ton of loot you get a lot of loot and i will say i've gotten a decent amount that i can keep that said i haven't played the game much in really two years but especially the last year i've played maybe 10 or 15 hours so um <clears throat> so maybe other people who have kept playing won't get as much useful gear from it but i have um and, and it's the environment's nice. The the power plant it takes place at is really cool. Um, I, I do feel like uh, the encounters happen. You know that it bounces around. Um, you never quite feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. But I don't think that feeling will last. I think within a week or two, people will be kind of sick of it because you basically are just doing the same thing over and over again. Um, but it's fine. You know, it's cool. Um, and you know, I've said a lot that this is a mode that if this came out a year ago, it would have been exciting. It coming out now feels very whelming. Um, it's not bad. It's just fine. Um, and I don't think it's going to have long legs. Um, I would rather run like a heroic control point and go around the map and do those. Um, with a chance of fighting, like doing it solo, um, to fight some rogues or hunters or, or you know, whatever. So and you get a good amount of loot. Um, I just don't think it really, it's not bad. It's just not enough. I think is, is what I would say. So, um, <clears throat> the whole update, you know, I've, I've just kind of, you know, been dealing with the fact that I just might not be like a division super fan like I used to be. So maybe this wasn't for me. 
maybe there's fans out there who were looking for anything or this is exactly what they wanted. Um, I doubt it. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> there would be people who play. There's people who still play survival. So this isn't a knock on survival, but that mode um, hasn't been updated in like five years. Um, you know, it, I just think if people can find a way to keep having fun with that, there's people who will do that with countdown. Um, it just, it turns into a question of was the effort and the resources spent on countdown worth it? And <clears throat> I would lead lean towards probably not, not to dismiss people's work. It's, you know, impressive. It's, it's good work. It just, um, I, I don't even have like an, a, like a, a suggestion for what they could have done otherwise. Um, I don't know. Uh, it's also not my job, right? <clears throat> I just, um, it's, it, I'm, I'm struggling to find the words, um, cause I don't want to be disrespectful. Um, I respect what they've done with this update. Um, I think it's, it's something, you know, like, like, and I'm sure if you sat in a room with all the devs who worked on this stuff and said, is, is this the best thing that the game, is this what the game needed? I'm willing to bet that most of them would respond and say, no, it needs a lot more, but this is what we could do. And so to that, you know, I, I can respect that. Um, it, it has been frustrating. There's been a decent amount of issues. Um, some are probably temporary and they'll fix some, like some server and network issues, some crash is issues and stuff like that. Um, others are a lot more frustrating. Um, there, there's various issues that were in the first PTS uh, and they're still there. And I think that's embarrassing. Um, you know, the, the whole point of the PTS is that it's supposed to, um, you know, th there may be things that can't get fixed in a, a month or a month and a half. That's reasonable. But when you're talking about connection issues and not like server stuff, but like, like every time you leave, you get stuck on a screen that glitches out and you have to know to hit something to get out of it. And if you don't know that you think that it, it's you can't get out of it so you shut your system down and you you know you you lose some of that stuff and um <clears throat> they introduced a couple guns and it's like the gr9 it's a light machine gun and a bullpup ak-47 conversion thing it's a tc something 408 or something i think and um the the the, the bullpup ak looks cool but your player doesn't grab it in the right spots. It's your hand is in like the middle of the barrel or the, or the foregrip. I can't remember if the, if the actual grip hand is good. And then if you try to put any attachments on it, they're just all jacked up. The, the scopes are like down in the barrel of the gun. The, the magazines aren't lined up. Like and it's not even like, it's like a little bit off. Like, they're completely off or they're disconnected from the gun. The foregrips are up into the barrel. The, um, the muzzle attachments are like a little bit off, but they're definitely off enough that it's really annoying. And so I can't use that gun. I want to, it's a cool looking gun. Um, but like, and then the, 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 the LMG, the QR nine or whatever it's called. It's a, it looks like it's a G three, uh, light machine gun variant. Um, it's got this yellow skin on it that maybe that's intentional 
I think it's not very attractive. Um, but it's missing its magazine. <laughs> and so if you, and even if you put a different attachment as the magazine, it's just missing. It doesn't exist. The skin on the scope and I think on the whole gun is glitched because on the scope, like there's no scope lenses. It's just blank model. And then the skin, like there, there were screenshots of this gun where like the, 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 each end of the scope was like black, like plastic or whatever. And, and in the game, it's like all the skins all glitched up and, and then if all of the other attachments don't look right on it, it's, <clears throat> it's pretty bad. It's, I don't know like how that gets in and, and I'm sure they'll fix those issues. The other guns that they've introduced have had those issues. Um, to me, it's just, it's, it's, I'm not mad. I'm not hating. It's nothing like that. It's just a reminder that while they have gotten approval to, to do more content while, um, th they're going to do the best they can do and provide us the best content they can. It's still likely they're working with a pretty small team and extremely limited resources. And unfortunately, um, I don't think at Massive's fault, it's still getting the little brother treatment, which is really frustrating because it's like Ubisoft has spent now a lot of money to, to get this project revamped and going again, but it's still, it just feels like another half measure. Like, uh, yes, we want more content from Division 2. Cool, can we have 100% of resources to get it done? No, you can have 50, but you better do 80. <laughs> like, it's <clears throat> it's frustrating, and I feel bad for the devs and stuff, because I, I have no doubt that they have these like big, grand ambitions and ideas and stuff like that, um, but they're not going to be able to realize them, so what's going to happen is they're going to work really, really hard, and they're going to put out like good content but it's probably not going to be enough for the ravenous appetites of the community. And it probably won't be what the game needs to stay really alive. And then they're going to put in all this hard work. And instead of working on star Wars or avatar, or whatever else massive is working on that, they're going to spend it on this, but it's not going to be seen as this like revolutionary, like really high quality, great content even though they're trying to make it that way, but they probably aren't being given the resources to do it or the time or, you know, <clears throat> and so at the end of the day, it's just going to be, I think kind of a bummer, like cool stuff is going to happen. They're, they're, it sounds like they're doing cool stuff with the story. Uh, I'm sure they'll put out some cool equipment and, you know, some, some content and stuff like that. That's going to be great. Um, I just fear that at the end of the day, we'll kind of wonder if those resources would have been better somewhere else doing other stuff. Um, I've been saying for a while that I think we're going to have to step back at some point and say, like, instead of working on this Division 2 content in Heartland, should Massive and Redstorm been working on the Division 3? Um, or at least, like, doing, like, pre-production on it or something while... You know the rest of the team does avatar and star wars and then maybe they pick that project up later um what what i'm fearful of is with this content what it means is that there's probably nothing happening with the with a division three right now like if, if we're getting what we're getting from this and it's, it is what it's going to be what it seems like it's going to be i 
would find it basically impossible to believe that there's anyone working on like pre-production for a division three. Um, and, and if that ever happens, it's probably not going to start for years, which means it won't complete for more years. And, um, I don't know. Um, at the end of the day, I I'm, I'll enjoy this manhunt. Um, some of the changes they made to the manhunt, I think are good the way it flows. It's, it's a lot quicker. Um, the way that there is some lore being put out, at least in this first one, I think is cool that there's some cool stuff happening. Um, I don't know. I'm conflicted. Um, I'm happy that there's stuff. Um, I just worry that in the long run, no one's going to be happy on either side uh, of, of the aisle. So, um, not to mention the PVP people who who can can't just the the this poor PVPers, man. They they just can't catch a message over the last five years, and then even when they're told directly you know we are not going to focus on that they it sounds like they are going to do stuff that will affect pvp hopefully in a positive way but there's just all this 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 whinging of you know why aren't they doing pvp content and the thing is is that when we know they have a small team who has to work very efficiently and they're still going to put out content that's got issues they're, they're going to spend their time where the players are they're going to make content where people are playing the game. And I'm sorry, but at this point, if you haven't picked up the message that there just aren't enough people playing PVP and that there never have been, even when the game first came out, because that's what everyone says now. Oh, well, yeah, they haven't done anything to it. That's why they, that's why no one plays it. No, <laughs> it's no one ever did. Um, obviously, PVP players are a little more visible because they're loud and I think pretty toxic for the most part. Obviously there's exceptions and you're going to have a lot more streamers and content creators who care about PVP because PVP is what gets views and clicks. PVE doesn't for the most part. And so even if there's a fairly small number of those people, they will seem very large because they're very loud and they're very visible. Um, but at the end of the day, if people still aren't picking up the message that PVP is not a priority for the division franchise, I don't feel bad for people anymore. You, you have to pick up the message, especially when it's spoken to you directly. Yannick, I can't remember his exact words during the show this week where they taught where they, he, he mentioned this. Um, and, and they said that, you know, they, they just didn't have the, the, the resources or something to, to do PVP content. What, I interpreted that as was him being very polite where he typically is pr pretty blunt him being very polite, politely saying it's not going to happen. We have no, we have, there's no justification to work on PVP for this franchise it just isn't worth it. And, and if people want to keep playing it, that's super cool. Enjoy it. But it doesn't seem like any of them enjoy it. So find something else because it's probably not getting better, but there's my rant. So this update for division two title update 15, it's fine. It's not enough. It's a year late. Um, if you haven't played in a long time, like I hadn't, it's worth jumping in. I, I had fun uh, for a few hours. Um, this isn't going to bring people back for 40 hours a week. It's going to bring people back for three or four hours every three weeks. Um, and some people more, some people less, some people not at all. Um, I think it's worth checking out. If you care about the story, there's stuff happening. 
Um, I think it's worth playing. I don't think it's what the game needed. And that's where I'll leave that. Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, this week on Grub Snacks, who, uh, which is a podcast done by Jeff Grubb, noted gaming journalist and information sharer. Um, at the end of us, the show, he was letting people guess the name. It wasn't public yet. And he uh, did a control F to, to search the chat and see if anyone had said it. But he didn't take the chat down from his um, stream. And so people saw that he typed in S as the first letter because it highlighted all the S's. And he immediately like clicked off of it. And he's like, yep, I just gave a pretty big hint. And then pretty quickly someone guessed um, Star Wars Jedi Survivor, which is the name of the sequel of Fallen Order. Um, so my relationship with Fallen Order um, wasn't great. <laughs> I did I did purchase it at full price and did not like it at all. I do not like Souls games. Um, they're just too punishing. I'm not good at like melee style games. It's just never been my thing. Um, that game is amazing. Graphically, it's gorgeous. Um, it's a good game. And from what I could tell and from videos I watched later, the story's great. Um... It's cool. So I'm glad this is happening. It may not be my thing. I bet I'll play it. <laughs> I bet you'll see me playing it and I'll probably still not like it. Um, like not like to play it, but uh, it's exciting. That's in a year where it seems like third parties might be a big, <laughs> a big part of the excitement for the rest of the year. Because I think, I, I think Ragnarok, uh, the new God of War game is going to get delayed uh, into 2023 as well. I, I think they're gonna see. I think I think Sony PlayStation is gonna see that their competition, Xbox, Starfield, is delayed. They're gonna say, "Hey, you know, either we can release in 2022 and, and have a big jump, or we can get out of the way of Call of Duty, which is gonna be huge." And 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 there's no pressure to release now. There's no pressure to answer. So let's push it to 2023, and we can really really tighten this thing up. Um, it, that wouldn't surprise me. So a game like Star Wars Jedi Survivor could end up being a pretty big game. Um, and if they take the lessons they learned from the first one, which was highly regarded anyways, and make it even better, um, you know, they, they could be in kind of rare company of being one of the top games of the whole year um, simply by attrition. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So while that's not a game I'm like hyper excited for, it's something I'm definitely worth um, interested in at least checking out, even if I don't play it. So exciting stuff there. Um, there was a, some new Ubisoft games were confirmed. Um, so basically by the end of the fiscal year, um, it's been confirmed for Ubisoft that the Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, Mario and Rabbids Sparks of Hope sequel to that game and Skull and Bones are all supposed to release. Now, when they say that um, this fiscal year, it means it could be as late as April of next year. Um, it's expected. I'm expecting Avatar to come out around the same time as the movie. Um, that comes out, I think, in December. Um, Mario, I, I have no idea. And Skull and Bones, I have no idea. Um, the Avatar game, I'm excited about. I love Avatar. I think that movie's great. I think the first one was great. Um, people like to rip on it, even though it was, like, one of the most successful movies of all time. I, I, I know it's just Dances with Wolves with blue people, but that's I love Dances with Wolves. It's a great movie. 
and I love the design and the the unique parts of the story and the aesthetic and the characters in Avatar. I thought I think it's a great film. Um, I'm biased because the first date my wife and I ever had was watching it um, in my dorm room because that used to be a thing 12 years ago. My God. Um, and I think this game's going to be great. I've been excited about this Avatar game from Massive, from Ubisoft Massive, who makes The Division, for a long time because um, I think you see a lot of hints and a lot of because uh, I'm excited about the Star Wars game they're making too, because you can see a lot of stuff in the division that shows you that they want to be just like a single player story game making studio. Um, I have it on fairly good authority, or at least I've picked up the notion that they don't really like working on a looter shooter live service game. Um, I find it hard to believe anyone does. If you want me to be honest, um, it's because I don't know. Um, and so I think with this avatar game and with the star Wars game coming probably three or four years from now, um, we're going to see massive really flex their muscle and be like, we can make exceptional games when we are allowed to make the game we want to make. And we aren't just trying to compete with another company's game. Wink, wink the division. Um, so this is exciting for me. I'm I'm excited to see what Avatar is going to be like. I think it's a weird choice that that game you're going to be playing first person. You would think that this would be like the premium example of a time where we would play in like a third person perspective, um, especially as because supposedly we're going to play as the Marines or the security forces, humans and the Navi, the, the aliens. And so I can see like when we play as the Navi being like third person and then the humans first person, that'd be kind of a cool thing, but apparently it's all first person and I will be very interested in uh, how that's going to play out. Um, I believe it was this where a, someone working on avatar a few weeks ago tweeted out that they had that the first division game had like a million items in the game world. And they tweeted out something that like, I think the Pandora or avatar uh, world has like a hundred million objects. And then they promptly deleted that text or that tweet because they probably revealed something they weren't supposed to. Um, and their manager called them and yelled at them. Um, and so I expect this is going to be a pretty big game. And I think it's going to be a big showcase um, for massive to say for them to stop, you know, stomp their foot down and say, the division one and two are great games, but they're games that we were forced to make in a way that we didn't really want to. Um, and here's a game that we're making the way we want to make it. And James Cameron, cause I'm sure he has his hands all over it or at least like final approval stuff for ideas. So I'm excited for that. I think that'll be really cool. It wouldn't if it comes out this year, it could sneaky be a really big game. Um, I'm just afraid that the kind of um, pretentious, you know, nose lifting uh, at the Avatar franchise may hurt it. So it could be a really good game, but people may not take it seriously because of what it's attached to. And I hope that's not true. Okay, so here's the story I actually really want to talk about <laughs> because it involves me in some capacity. So there, um, there was, so there was uh, a Mass Effect thing that happened this week. So on Monday, uh, I got an email and it said, hey, here's this new poster we're selling for mass effect. It's some new merch. And I saw that it was the poster of the 
the image they shared in the 2021 N7 day as a teaser. And it's where there's a ship at the bottom and there's four figures and they're walking up towards a crater that has dead Geth all around it. It's one of the enemies in the series. Um, and the crater is shaped like a Geth. It's like the silhouette of one. People have been speculating a lot what it means. We won't get into that now. But what came along with this posting was a description that was very creative at the very least. And it said things like, Shepard and the other survivors will be rebuilding the galaxy or something like that. And which was like a big deal because in the original endings of Mass Effect 3, Shepard dies in all of them. Then they did a... Uh, an update to that to fix the endings because everyone hated them and there's one ending in particular which I think has been hinted pretty heavily by the teasers they've given so far for the next game to be canon um, there's this one ending where Shepard can live but people have been speculating and arguing and all this stuff about what they're going to do with the next game and in theory <laughs> this merch listing which is the first merch for the next game already um, may have confirmed what people have been guessing and then it went on to say other stuff like uh you know people are gonna are pondering whether the geth return or not in this ending where shepherd lives all of the geth die and so there's the there's been speculation even before this came out that um especially after the n7 day where this poster was shown that people that that we may be like working to get the geth back to try to to, to see if we can, you know, bring them back somehow or we're searching for living Gath or something like that. And then there was some other stuff. So then what happened was I put out a video. I'm pretty sure not that matters because I'm a, you know, a really small creator that no one knows about. I'm like pretty sure by hours I put out the first video about this and, and, and tweeted about it and stuff. The, 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 the problem was, is this happened in the middle of the division two's big stream where it was the first time they had, you know, really been on stream in a long time. And they were talking about all the new stuff in the game and I was live tweeting it, but then I was watching on the other screen, this stuff and reading it being like, Oh my God, I need to make a video about this. So I was like doing both at once. And as soon as the division stream ended and I finished up what I was doing there, I started making that video and I put it out. And, and like I said, uh, there's like a uh, big Dan gaming. He didn't put out a video for a few days. I think he was letting the, the dust settle. Um, and then Mr. Holton, I got my video out a couple hours before he did. Um, but then he had more views than I did in like 10 minutes because he's much more prolific and a better creator than I am, uh, and, and more well-known in the community. Um, and then what happened is they like slightly redacted it. Um, and there was no commentary from Bioware, but you, you could go back to the page. Uh, I made a big post on, um, the, the Mass Effect subreddit too, that is, was well traveled to say the least. Um, and I, and we noticed that they made slight changes. So they took Shepard's name out. They, they, but there was still quite a bit of information. And then a few hours later, people noticed that they nuked the whole description. It's like two lines now and it's extremely vague. And then there were some responses by Mike Gamble. Um, who's the, the, the lead on the game, um, the lead producer, director or whatever. And his first statement was, uh, that was a mistake. We fixed it. Didn't really clarify what the mistake was. Um, that was a mistake, you know, obviously in our speculating mind, isn't him saying like, no, that's not true. 
but more along the lines of like, oh, they, yeah, they weren't supposed to post that, so we got rid of it. And then later, in response to another tweet, he said something along the lines of, the store doesn't know anything about the game. Um, sorry, or something like that. So implying that um, the, the, the Bioware store um, employee who typed that description just made it up, I guess, and, and posted it. So here's where we are, where we're at. Most people have kind of dismissed it as, oh, the store, someone just looked at the, you know, a, a fan video or, or, or something. I'm not that willing to dismiss it. Um, I still stand by that. I think we got some information years earlier than we were supposed to in some capacity, because here's, here's the situation with that gear store. So the Bioware gear store is run by a marketing company in partnership with Bioware. And so um, it is a separate company. Like it's not technically Bioware. Now, obviously they're in partnership. They sell, you know, the, and, I, and I assume, I'm pretty sure the same one sells stuff for Bethesda. Um, I, I think the same company does stuff for multiple large studios. The thing is though, is that I do not believe that just some random worker at this store you know, this company that runs the store just made that up. And it's because if all of the descriptions, including that one, you would think that Bioware wouldn't just willy nilly allow this other company to just, yeah, just make up whatever description you want and put it on there because they would run into issues like this. And so I find it really hard to believe that the procedure isn't that they have new merch that gets produced and then Bioware like approves it or whatever. And then they send over like a copy or, or like a, like a, like a data set or something that there's someone in marketing at Bioware or PR or something. I don't know, art, art direction or something. I don't know who says, okay, yeah, here's the, here's what we want that product to be named. Here's the description we're going to put. And, and you guys do that. I find it really hard to believe that the Bioware gear store has a bunch of like leeway to just do whatever they want on top of that. This was the first new merch for this game that's not going to come out for a while. And so it would make sense that if there was a time you were going to kind of try to get people all excited, this is when you would do it. So to me, it seems natural that whoever at Bioware would send over this description, they would make it kind of juicy that they, they would want it to be, you know, notable, right? Because it's a big step. You're putting out merch for a game that's still in development that people are really excited about. That's a, that's a big moment for that game and for that studio. And so I find it really hard to believe that, that, that such a substantial, um, you know, such a substantial new product would just get like third rate treatment and that they just, they just let some person who doesn't work for their company, just make up a description. So I think we got some information early um, about the game uh, and I, I think that they have no reason to come out and confirm or deny it because um, it's getting them attention and at the end of the day um, I saw someone say like well if if people are expecting one thing and then get something else they're going to be upset and that's not worth the marketing I'm like that's on them. I mean, they haven't officially said anything. So until they officially say anything, there's nothing to believe. This is all speculation. And on top of that, if you pay attention to stuff in the 
you know, the Bioware community right now, especially the Mass Effect community, people are already arguing. Um, there's people who look at the two teasers we've gotten and they're positive. It means that we're getting like Andromeda 2 and that Ryder is going to be the protagonist again and that, you know, that that's what's happening. I think that's pretty illogical from what I've seen. It seems pretty obvious that they're in the Milky Way which, you know, there's a lot of logistical reasons why the Andromeda characters couldn't be back before some of the stuff that's in the teasers. I don't know. Anyways, I, I, I don't I don't think they can make the the the, the arguments and the, the, the people bickering. I don't think they can make it any worse at this point. Um, I think no matter what they end up going with, they're going to make a segment of the population mad. So at the end of the day, they're getting free press by people like me making videos, Holthen, Big Dan Gaming, you know, a ton of articles were written on like IGN and other places. Um, there's probably a bunch of people now who know there's a new Mass Effect game coming who didn't know it before because of this story. So um, at the end of the day, I think in a couple of years, we'll look back at this and I'll make a video hopefully or on the podcast say, man, remember when that little leak happened? I can't believe that that was true or that this thing wasn't true at all. It's a completely different thing. It'll be fun to look back at. Uh, and I think, I think that's, that's where we'll leave that. Uh, a couple of quick stories here at the end. Um, there's a new apex legend season. If you haven't played it yet, um, the new, uh, legend is the brother of, um, an existing legend. Um, it, it, that game, I can never stick with it for like weeks or months, but man, I love having a good few days where I just jump into Apex and play that game. That's one of the best feeling games ever. It really is. Um, and it makes sense because Titanfall 1 and 2, especially 2, like, oh, like the movement, just the gunplay, like everything, the aesthetic of that game is just mm, so good. And so, um, yeah the best br sorry you can argue with me if you want i think it's the best br ever made PUBG can suck it fortnite can suck it obviously fortnite's like insanely prolific and technically the best but apex apex has been consistently the best experience the most fun to play um yeah i would uh, that's where i would put my money is with apex and uh, if you haven't tried it before it's worth trying if you're into shooters you pick it up really quickly it's um, it, it's a cool game where you can get into it easily and quickly, but it takes a long time to master. So that's a good, it's a good mix. Uh, and then the final story, we have a date for the Dead Space remake, uh, as well as some uh, some new screenshots and stuff. So uh, January 27th, EA will be releasing the remake of Dead Space, the original. Um, they released a bunch of comparison shots of the, the old game and the remake of like... Uh, areas in the game weapons and stuff and it looks really really good <laughs> it looks incredible so um i'm not into spooky games like that but that one's gonna be hard to miss because i don't think i ever really played the first one i know i tried it and never finished it so i think now as an adult as a big boy who can maybe not get too scared i i want to play this remake when it comes out i'm very excited for that and so now we're going to jump into the listener questions. So if you have any questions, you can ask them in my discord. You can post them on Twitter. You can ask them in the YouTube comments. Uh, there's all kinds of places that you can get those uh, questions. Uh, it's questions, uh, topics for the show, uh, news stories, things like that. Any speculation 
you would like to hear my take on, uh, you know, feel free to ask or to post it and send it to me uh, and we will do it. So uh, this week we have uh, a couple of questions from three Eskimo on discord. Uh, they said that they're a newer listener. So if you're listening right now, welcome. Thank you very much for checking my boring ass out. Uh, thank you so much for, uh, uh, for that. Um, the first question, these are division two related questions or division related questions in general. Uh, the first is who is your favorite rogue agent? Um, so, um, I mean, Keener is the easy answer, right? You know, Keener's you know, the main protagonist from the first game or antagonist, Jesel Pete's. I mean, some people think he's the protagonist, but you know, the bad guy. Um, and then the second one, he kind of like randomly disappears and then he comes back for the DLC. And, um, if I had to really pick one though, it would actually like from the manhunts from the seasons that we've had, it would actually probably be, uh, so we have now found out that this faction called black tusk, uh, the person running it is Natalia Sokolova and, um, her brother was one of the lieutenants uh, in, in in the third manhunt, I think, third or fourth. Um, and he was great. He was so interesting because of his relationship, you know, to this big important person. You know, a lot of his own dialogue and stuff like that. The bummer about him was that when his season released, season three, I think it must have been season. Maybe it was season four. I can't remember. I think it was season three it was over the long winter break that massive takes <laughs> and his part of the manhunt was bugged um and so when you fought him at the end he just stood still with his gun up in the air and invoiced all of his lines but he didn't actually fight you and it was obviously a bug it wasn't like a like a like a moment that they were trying to get across to us and it was such a bummer because i really liked his little story um, he had a, just an interesting arc and, um, it really bummed me out and because they were on break they didn't get fixed. I, I assume it got fixed for season seven when they replayed it, but I didn't play those second runs of the seasons because I'm not going to support that kind of content. So yeah. So Sokolova's brother is probably my favorite rogue agent other than Keener. Uh, and then my favorite faction, um, that's a hard one. I, I think the easy answer there is the hunters. Um, I enjoy the mystery. I enjoy the aesthetic and the look of them. Um, if I had to actually pick one though, it would probably be the ambushers and they're the ones. So, so there's two like secret factions in division two. There's the underground and the ambushers. And a lot of people think they're the same, but they aren't They're They're different. If you let them kill you, they have entirely different designs and the big differences are is the underground faction all of their they're the one that has the guy with the chainsaw um but they're all of them have chains on them they, they have like these these heavy chains on their bodies for some reason and then the ambushers are all these like really light lightly armored like bowmen and they always have i think like yellow stuff on them and black um and the ambushers are really interesting because there's a mission and when the game first came out there's a mission at the the news museum um i think it's called the museum but it's i think it's shut down now in real life 
but when you fight that mission, the 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 boss, it's a, there's a faction called the True Sons. They're these former military guys. The boss of that mission, you run into a sound state, like a soundproof room or a, an area at one point in the mission, and behind behind bulletproof glass, you can't find them. You see the boss of the mission talking to one of these ambusher faction people, and when they notice you, they run away. And so they implied that this ambusher faction was working with the true sons in some capacity. And then we just never hear anything else about them. that doesn't get expanded on even a little bit, not even a smidge. And I've, you know, I've gotten screenshots of it. I ran that mission over and over again. So I could get like a quick screenshot of them before they disappear. And it seemed like they were trying to give us some, some sprinkles, some sprinkles of lore, some something to look forward to. And they've just never, uh, they never fulfilled it, at least not yet. Um, so that, so they're my favorite faction, partially because of the mystery around them. We don't know if they're like an offshoot of the true sons. We don't know if what their goal is or whatever, um, because this manhunt that's currently going on is a true sons manhunt. We're hunting a true son leader. It would be cool if they maybe actually finally gave some more information about that connection, but you know, we'll see. So. Good question. Uh, three Eskimo. Thank you so much. And um, yeah, thanks for listening. And then the always reliable master prime uh, on discord as well. Had a couple of questions. Um, if the most useful feedback is bug reports, how important is it to connect with the community? So, so this is um, at least partially probably inspired by um, the division Two had a PTS, which is their test server for this current update that um, had three phases where they kind of introduced some new content. Uh, and and what maybe a lot of people don't know is that at the end of the day, the majority of the feedback they get from these kind of, in any game dev, from betas and you know, test servers and stuff like that is mostly backend stats. That, that that's, that's the most valuable info they get. Um, there is kind of this weird air of them being like, give us your feedback. Let us know what you think, blah, blah, blah. That probably accounts for like 5% of the useful information they get from tests. Like just to be straight up, uh, that's the impression I've gotten. They, they mostly depend on bug reports, um, automated bug reports, especially on the QA side. Um, where like they, they get like automatic um, notifications that an error happens every time it happens to a different player. Um, and then just like other stats, like seeing like where people are going, what content they're interacting with, what they're using, um, what they're dying to, what they're easily killing, things like that. Um, these these test servers and betas and stuff for games are, are also kind of like an advertising PR thing, right? Um, obviously, and I and I, I'm sure they gained some information from players, but the problem is, is that if you take any game that's in beta or doing a test server, um, so talk about like Siege or Division 2 or any other game, and you see, you know, places where feedback is given on Reddit, on Twitter, on YouTube, on Twitch, whatever, you'll find pretty quickly that like 99% of it is just incoherent, stupid dribble. And because of that, it becomes almost impossible to sift through it and gain useful information 
because there's just so much and so little of it is useful. And, um, and so I, I, I think I'm sure they pick some stuff up from people, but yeah, I'm, I'm willing to bet that like the majority, like the vast majority of useful information that they get, uh, from these kind of tests that the game companies do is, is not words from players, but it's, it's, you know, information on what those players did. So, um, I, I think the connection to the community part of it is a little bit to make the game better. And it's mostly just to get the game in people's brains and to get them talking about it or arguing about it or whatever. So, um, I don't think it's useless. I just think sometimes the community thinks that their input is a little more important than it is. And then the second question, what do you think of the Halo show? I have no idea. I haven't watched it. Um, I've seen some reviews on it. Kind of funny is it has talked about it and I've been paying attention to some other people who have been reviewing each episode. It sounds like it's fine. It sounds like it's okay. It sounds like in the last episode, he hung some dong and banged a lady. So uh, they're definitely going with their own story here because I, I don't expect that that would ever be a thing in, um, in the game, at least not yet. So, um, and then there was like, I guess there's, I guess part of that scene is like Cortana watches it happen. I don't know, man. It sounds like they're going, um, some interesting directions with that, but it sounds like they've already approved the second season. And at the end of the day, the more that gaming gets normalized in, you know, day-to-day -day life, um, the less stigmatized it's going to get, which it's already become much less. And eventually people are going to realize that I'm pretty sure gaming makes more money than like music and movies combined every year. Like, um, or at least I think it makes more than both of them individually. So, um, you know, at some point people are going to realize like, oh, gaming's a big deal. Uh, and having TV shows and movies and having famous people from TV shows and movies in video games um, is, is, is really getting um, that, that kind of message out there that like, Games aren't just like your Nintendo, uh, you know, your old Nintendo games that you beat in a couple hours and have no story. They're, you know, maybe the most, you know, the maybe the deepest media we have right now, or at least in some examples it is. So, while I don't really care about that show, I'm glad it exists. Um, for content updates, um, I put out a decent amount of YouTube videos in the last week. Um, I had one from Division and one for that Mass Effect story. Both uh, blow up for me. Um, I think they're at like 1,300 and 1,400 views, uh, which for me, if I get 100, I'm happy. So those have been uh, very successful. So you can go check those out. Um, I did a whole video that only has like 60 views right now of who I think the bad guy could be in the next Mass Effect. I think it'll be the initiative who deployed the Andromeda mission in Andromeda. I think the remains of the initiative that stayed behind after the Andromeda mission left, uh, I think they will become an enemy faction after the Reaper war. But, you know, watch the video if you want my, my further thoughts on it. And, um, and, and other than that, like, I'm going to try to stream a little bit, uh, but I, I just, I don't have time. My, my life's kind of chaotic. Um, Tomorrow I will be having recording an appearance on a Mass Effect podcast. Uh, you'll see more about that when it's about to come out. I'm really excited to talk about that. I, I have I, I've been trying to get 
some of these Mass Effect creators. I've been trying to reach out to developers. I'm trying to get someone on the show to, to have a guest because I know for years people have been asking for more guests on the podcast. Um, and I just like I have this energy. I need to I need to spit. I need to talk about Mass Effect with someone, uh, even if they hate everything I say. <laughs> so uh, I'll be doing that tomorrow and I will advertise that more publicly when that episode of that podcast is uh, actually coming out. Um, I've seen a few of the people who are going to be on that podcast. Um, I at least know of one who is extremely well known in the gaming community. And I feel very honored to be uh, in the same season as them in this show. So, so that's where we're going to wrap this baby up. So thank you for checking out the podcast. If you want more, please be sure to like the video. If you're on YouTube, um, be notified of new videos here on YouTube by hitting that bell and clicking on all of the notifications. Uh, subscribe to the channel on whatever platform you are on and maybe check out some of my other content, especially my YouTube videos about Mass Effect and The Division and other stuff as well. Um, you can find me all over the internet as Bond Diesel, including on Twitter at Bond Diesel, as well as YouTube and on Twitch and on Instagram are my main platforms. Uh, if you want some Echo Cast or Bond Diesel merch, you can check out the link below in the description. Uh, it's a Streamlabs merch store, and I think there's some kind of cool stuff over there. That is all I have. So until next time. I'm <laughs> gonna